0: Welcome back to the 2023 SIEDC Business Conference. We're joined by Sean A. Dixon here with us. Welcome. Uh, what's, what's going, going on? We love to hear your story. Today. Happy Wednesday. Happy, happy Woo Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. Wait, it's only Wednesday? I love that Sean he's wearing like the flag. jacket. Yes. Love happy that. Woo Wednesday. Protect <laughs> your neck. Respect the tech. There you go. There you go. Respect the right. He song. doesn't even understand what <laughs> Pretty so, good there. <laughs> Shawnee, we talked about building brands on here. You have a couple really unique brands. You yeah. got Say Grace and you have uh, Shawnee's Kitchen over uh, in the North ben Shore. The Street, yes. So, so I'm a former restaurateur, so talk to the okay. restaurant. I want it. I want restaurateur. So I'm I need. I need. Re- I need to get to the point where I am restaurateur. Right now, I'm like I'm in the birthing stage. I'm delivering this new baby right here, Sean House, three eighty one Van Duser Street, Stapleton Heights area, which is considered the town where Wu Tang was nice. first. Right. Um, it's a soul food restaurant. I'm one of one here on Staten Island. And that is because there are no soul food sort of fine dining restaurants on Staten Island. I'm just like, I'm only saying fine dining because I put the right food on the right plates at the right time. And that matters. And that matters, and that right? Matters. It matters. It's just that you can come in with jeans on and nobody's going to put their nose up at you. You eat with your eyes before that's, you eat with your mouth. That's, right. that's how it works. <laughs> that's it. If it doesn't look good, it's not going to taste good. Exactly. So my husband and I had that restaurant... Um, Dan does his homework. We did have, say, Grace Catering, and that was the catering business that kind of like ripped through the entertainment industry for about five or six years where I had the ability to get in any room working with Little Kim, Danny Glover, Ed Norton, Charlamagne, Teddy Riley, anybody. That I like was how there. you just say that as though yeah, commonplace. That's, that's, yeah, that's just Like that's my Jimmy, place. Johnny, Mike. <laughs> she, was, she was catering for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I just finished with the Dallas Cowboys. So, like, I get into those rooms because the food Talk is about great. about but talk about that, right? So that, from where, from our standpoint, mm-hmm. branding, marketing, that's kind of the pinnacle, right? right? That's the highest of the high of where people want to be. Right. And you just spit out those names like Jimmy Johnny. You know. <laughs> so what does that mean? How did you take a brand from, from concept to then celebrity? So the food is like... They say dope, spe- dope speaks for itself, right? So if you were drink, if you were taking Blue Magic, my food is like Blue Magic. It's Blue like a Magic. drug, right? See again, Mike doesn't get that reference. Right, <laughs> he left. He was so upset he had to walk away. <laughs> so I'm like the hitch of soul food. You have to know me, right? And so. My food spoke for itself immediately in the entertainment industry. When I was invited to the Breakfast Club and when I did Fox 29 in Philadelphia, um, Charlamagne picked me up right away February 8th, 2016. And wow. my name kind of like fled through the industry just through referrals. I didn't have a business part. I didn't have any marketing in well, place. what you do, want to do right in right. that circle, That's that sphere it. is all you need. That's it. So my marketing strategy was excellence is what serves people. And so I, I provided an excellent service. I provided an excellent product, and then I gave you my phone number personally from myself to you watching you put my phone number in your phone, and then I told you, don't allow my phone number to become something that you don't remember later on. Use it. And so people were calling me all the time and it was just like, Hey, Angie Martinez wants you, can you come? Hey, can you do Little Kim's birthday party? Can you do DJ Drama's release party? Can you do Kevin Gates party? And now when you went in, did you go in with staff and, and people or was it just the food and then they had one the rest? man band. Me and my husband go in there like wow. Peaches and Herb and just take over the whole spot. Just that's we put awesome. up everything. It was literally like building the blocks of like Tetris. We just put that yeah. thing together so well. Learn as you go, right? That's he's it. He's just hanging over there. He just chills. He's the best. <laughs> yes. That's my, that's, that is my my grizzly bear protection. He's a snuggle bear looking at you, but don't do anything. I see. Then he's he he's, he's right. going to kill me right now. He's looking <laughs> at me right now. He's, he just... He just I'm on your team. <laughs> you easy. Me? You gotta talk to them like easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs> so there's the there's the celebrity side of the business, but talk about your family. You have an incredible history here in New York and Staten Island. And how did that lead up to you cooking? Right. So my grandmother was a dietitian with the Willowbrook. Uh, institution for over 30 years. I'm an eighth-generation direct descendant to uh, the, the descendants of Sandy Ground, so that that land is protected by every preservation organization in the world because it's the oldest inhabited space by its original descendants in the country, and it was, you know, utilized by the Underground Railroad. Harriet Tubman did visit there, and so our people were doing things that, to, you know build and sustain a community of, of commerce, of community, of farming, oystermen, you know, ferry systems, you know, grand travel. And so that was happening and it, that spilled over into the next 8th, 10th generations. I'm 8th generation and my children are ninth generations. I'm teaching my children that you guys are not attending these schools as just students. You're attending the schools as entrepreneurs. And so you're teaching your your teachers something, right. you know what I mean? That you're going into, yeah, I got to hurry up and get out of here at 3 o'clock because I got to go to work, right. you know? Know what I mean like you know and and I believe that that's really important especially for the black community on Staten Island because we're not as vibrant we don't own businesses we, we don't sustain ourselves we don't figure out how to then become a part of economic development and that's important to me because that's a part of ministry that's also a part of the legacy it matters to Staten Island that we stand up and say hey we're gonna give something we're gonna do something and so it's not just about taking your money and selling you food we also give the food away and so the the nonprofit organization has you know been established And we do give out food in a food pantry in front of the restaurant. We do give out free clothing. We do drives. Um, For a long time, I just naturally, having over 20 years' experience in social services and education, I can walk up to a situation where a whole entire house is burning and take care of six six families. I took care of 21 people just because I just felt like doing it. And you know how to do it. And I know how to do it. And because I desire to do it because they're a part of the community. They go into those bodegas, they go into those stores, they go into those supermarkets, they go into those schools, and they pour into the community. So why are we not taking care of them? Talk about the name of the nonprofit. I like the name. So where did it come from? What was the, the inspiration? The Lotus Bridge. So the Lotus Bridge comes from uh, a past experience. Um, I did die in uh, on 9-11-2020. Um, my family did discover me in my home. And when my family was told that, you know, it was kind of long that I had been out and that there was a possibility that there was no way to save me. Um, They took me to the hospital and resuscitated me, and I had my, you know, in-the-light experience and was told to come back after four days of being in a coma. And so what I was shown during that time was the life of a lotus. And so a lotus flower actually dies every single evening their flower their petals turn over they turn upside down and what that pet what those petals face is murky water and muddy foundation and my life story has always been an extremely um, a, a, a hardship, a dysfunction. I grew up in a family where both my parents were chemically abused um, and were abusive. Uh, I grew up in poverty. I had a lot of trouble. I was always moved around. But starting from 11 years old, I always worked a job. Um, I always took care of myself. I grew up in those murky waters like that Lotus Bridge. And when I was resurrected and came to life again, I looked to the sun and just said, hey, I'm going to live my life today. I'm going to do whatever it is that I have to do today to live. So every day is 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 there's a possibility I could go. I'm so glad I asked that question cuz I was just intrigued. I had absolutely no idea and Mike and Dana witnessed that 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 was going to lead to that. But right, so talk I mean so talk low- about that outer body experience. I mean you said you you said you would you had died and came back. I mean that's something we got to talk about. The outer body experience is like, you know, you see these documentaries on t- on on these Netflix co- you know shows and stuff like that and I've even looked up those kind of like people those international ne- near Death experience institutions and stuff like that. And when I get on the phone and I talk to them, some of them I can kind of like relate to, but they're talking about a near death situation and some of them didn't necessarily die. So, so I they're ha- faking it. Right. I don't know if they're Fake. faking it. I don't want to put it out there. You You're it. on the phone. It's like, <laughs> you, said, you didn't die. I died. Right. I really died. They were like, how is she coming back? So, like, <laughs> I had the premonitions of dying on 9 11 for about four years. I screenshot the 9 11 a.m. and p.m. in my phone and I didn't know why I was doing it. The spirit just told me to recognize the number. I had a premonition about 9-11 the tragedy on the 10th of September before it happened and when I told my family nobody believed me and then the next day it was attacked. Um, and so I believe that number was significant to me because 9/11 actually represents the spirit of awakening or enlightenment. And so, because I had that spirit of awakening and enlightenment, that was th- my; those are my numbers. Those are my numeric, angelic numbers that I can identify with. And so, when they told me, "Hey, 9/11," they were preparing me for my death. I mo- I meditated for 55 days straight to the point where I couldn't hear, feel, see, think, or smell before I died. And that was to like prepare myself. So I transitioned between 9-9 and then 9-11. I don't remember anything that happened to me because I was kind of like already on my way out. But what my family tells me is that I walked around sort of like in a robotic kind of like autobot move. Like... It's I like when Mike Bloomfield sleepwalks Nicole flies right, him in the so, kitchen, donuts in the freezer. You won't remember what you wore the day that you died, but what I was told was that I had on all black. Um, I was told what I ate last, I had a bag of chips. I was on a FaceTime phone call before I died, right before I died. I was on the phone and having the conversation and my cousin said that I dipped my, fo- my foot in the tub and I told her something wasn't right and then I hung up on her. And so a conversation took place, a, a, I ate something, I had something on, an activity took place before I died. And that that there is power in that in itself, just to say, all of that happened before I died. So so nobody can do that, you know what I mean? Nobody can say, this is what I wore, this is what I ate, this is who I talked to. So was the passion for food Pre or post? The that passion experience. for food was before it, so I had all of that um, entertainment experience. Charlemagne called my husband when they found out that I died. He sent me flowers to the restaurant, into the to the uh, hospital. Like people, like were reaching. A lot of different people were like reaching out to me um, that were in the industry. I Heart Radio reached out to me. Everybody reached out to me because they were like, "Oh my God, no way! The best chef we got. The caterer. What who do we call?" You know what I mean? So they called and they responded to that. They they were totally taken aback because I was in the healthiest shape of my life when it happened and what happened to me was incurable and untreatable and it was actually like freak so they said that you know what happened to me could not be treated they just laid me there in order for me to die because it was going to be impossible for me to come back but when my cells were regenerating it was regenerating like somebody had cut off my tail like I was an alligator so they did a study on me for probably about over a year they never gave me my medical records and that was something that I just decided I needed. I knew that I needed to take that information somewhere else, and that was to take it to people in this world. I needed to take the to people that were living. I need you guys to understand. Live your life to its absolute fullest every single day, but be extremely mindful about the things that you put on, the things that you say, and the things you ingest every single day. Because somebody's going to remember it, it won't be you, and you want to make sure that that thing matters to you, but it also matters to the person who received you on that day. I don't think we should interview anyone else today. Just put the mic down and walk out. <laughs> Well, anybody, I mean, there's, there's just, more, we just there's, walk out. There's more to the story. Give her a hug first, and then walk out. There's more <laughs> to the story. This story is crazy. You are a giver. You're an incredible Absolutely. human being. Talk a little bit. It wasn't the best of times, but what you did for the community after Hurricane Sandy, you, you fed the neighborhood. You took care of the neighborhood. You stayed. Absolutely. And so, like, you get into all these relationships with all these. You know these uh, celebrities and everybody in the community that looks up to you and is inspired by you says, "Hey, why are you not going to work with so and so? Why do you don't leave and go do that?" And I say. There's so much more that has to be done here. My children attend the schools here. You know, I worked here. I go to the supermarkets here. Why am I not taking care of the people that are here? And so it is my responsibility, not just with my nonprofit organization. I was doing it before then. Like I said, when those houses burnt down, I took six families in. There were 21 people. There were 14 children involved. And I housed them in the Comfort Inn right here in this in this plaza. And I put them in there. Senator, um, at the time, who was it? Um... It was a Diane Savino She reimbursed me After months Of finding out That I had done it Like she gave me Part of my money back Like why did you do that You know I fed them I utilized every church Every organization That I knew of I went to St. Phillips, uh Church on on New Street In Port Richmond I said hey Can I use your kitchen To feed the people That are here They all re- lost their homes You know what I mean Like I gathered all in one Facebook blast, I gathered enough clothing to build an build out an entire donation center. Wow. That was Pampers formula clothing, shoes, everything you can think of. That thing just happened just by putting other organizations on blast. Like, hey, you can't. Ha- I didn't have a five hundred one c three at the time. Hey, you guys have five hundred one c threes. Well, what are you doing about these people whose houses burned down? All of these firefighters were um, hurt in that time trying to save these people. What are you doing for them and their families? Like, you know, putting these... Forcing the accountability on organizations is what my job is. So, I may not be the Superman who flies in with the cape and takes care of everybody, but I'm going to be the Batman who stands beside the, you know, I'm going to be the Robin who stands beside the Batman and says, yo, did you take care of them? Because you got a status and you get a grant and you got a building and you get help. So, you need to make sure that you're doing what you're doing. Like and that so, yeah, That's so, a great analogy. Right. So, <laughs> I got I to gotta do that. <laughs> my, Mike is loving the Superman. Except, I except she, she named all DC. So, oh. she's she playing a card. We Sorry. know she likes DC. Dang. But no. I love Iron Man. All right, there we go. But now, <laughs> but it shows, you know, an ongoing thing we talk about is the community and yeah. how that is what makes that island so different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you might have had to put them on blast, but in the end, they came together and got you what you needed. Yep. And you don't get that everywhere. No. You know, you, you look at the other parts of the country. It's not the same as it is here. Mm-hmm. People here actually care about the community they grow up in, where they live, and want to take care of those people. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we're just a very diverse community, but we're also an extremely unique um, community, Staten Island is 13.5 miles long. You know what I mean? We're separated by shores and everybody has these different ideas. And so you see different things happening on each shore. But what I've noticed, even in my restaurant, is that people just want to experience love. So my restaurant gets more people coming in there from the south shore than I have from the north shore well, I admittedly have not been there but I'm going to make it my business I, That is three so us, okay. we have the to three go for to come. we're <laughs> all going to go there I, I promise you website. I have seen nothing but good things on Facebook all over social media thank you everybody the post I see is, looks amazing can and where can people learn more you can definitely learn more by visiting me on my Instagram page they're both public Shawnee's house S-H-A-W-N-A-E-S H-O-U-S-E and this is Shawnee. Um You can also go to our current website which is saygraceny.com until it changes over to Shawnee's house. But definitely come in and come and see me. 381 Van Duzer Street. I need y'all to come there. We're going to be there. Thursday through Friday. Thursday through Saturday, 5 to 11. Alright, awesome. Thank you. Shaunae, thank, thank you for coming. Thank you for, for having us. Yes. Don't forget, protect your neck.
1: We're going to keep Respect this going the though. We're going to talk
0: after. Thank you yes. for everything you do. That's <laughs> a wrap. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. So who's writing the book?